0: Workforce Connections Podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host.
1: Hi, welcome to the WC Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, uh, a member of our Workforce Connections Board, and also a dear friend, my fellow Peruvian brother. Uh, Here we have Dan Giraldo from Bank of America. Dan, welcome, and and, welcome. the the podcast and uh, for being here with us. I appreciate it. It's an honor. So Dan, I know that we have a lot of things in common, Mm -hmm. but before we get to to those things, tell me a little bit about what you think about now that you've seen our brand new studio and this idea of doing a podcast and reaching
0: our audience with a new medium. Well, it's interesting you say that. I think it's a unique opportunity, right? Uh, I was thinking about it driving in today. It just gives you you, when I say you, I'm talking about the Workforce Connections, a platform to kind of discuss and talk about some of the great partnerships that you have and created here in the community. Uh, gives you a platform for your board members to talk about, you know, the different issues and how they're looking at workforce. So I think this is a fantastic idea to to be able to do that. So congratulations on this. I, I love it. Thanks, Dan. We're excited, too. We've gotten
1: nothing but great feedback so far from those who we've uh, shown the early episodes. Again, we're, we're planning to releasing 8 to 10 episodes at once here in just a week or two for the general audience. So but, Wow, I'm one of eight? Yeah. Uh-huh, this uh, is great. <laughs> early reviews are, are going really well. So uh, let's dive into uh, why you're a member of the Workforce Connections Board. Again, the legislation that funds our work, it calls for businesses to be a majority of these local boards. There are 550 local boards across the nation Every one of them must have at least a 51 majority of business members like you. And, of course, also the chair uh, under the regulations must be a member of the business community. And so I know that you, um, representing Bank of of America, have really uh, been active here in our board. Tell us why you think it's important for Bank of America... Other banks, business in general, to have a voice here at the local
0: workforce development board. Sure. So, for for many years, you know, Bank of America has partnered with nonprofit partners, uh, community organizations, and organizations uh, like Workforce Connections that have similar missions that we do on on upward economic mobility. So, just being appointed to the board is a great honor for for us as Bank of America. But I think Bank of America being in ninety markets across the nation can look at uh, different ideas, things that are working in those communities, and be able to bring it here locally and and share those ideas that are working. So um, I I think it's important to have businesses as well, uh, big and small, to listen to uh, the needs of businesses and what's really driving um, and what they're looking for in the workforce. So the ability to have businesses, it's important, and to have that voice as well. Share a little bit with us. I know that again as a as a
1: bank, you really help small, medium, large businesses to um, expand, to grow in many ways, access to capital. But what are you seeing in the labor market regarding workforce, not just perhaps your clients but even at Bank of America? Have you seen the
0: job seeker change in what they're looking for and employment? I think so. Uh, When when you think about what has happened currently with COVID, there's been a lot of changes, right, in the workforce. We we were hit hard locally. Um, The needs have changed. Um, Listen to our clients now that they're looking at 2022. They're looking for um, investments and looking towards uh, really hitting um, the ground running in 2022, but the, the changes have been incredible uh, through these last years. As locally as us, we're, our, our workforce is always changing, right? Um, the mobility is a big aspect of it, being able to work from home and having those opportunities. Um, we had a change during COVID to, uh, to provide that opportunity for our, our, our workforce to be able to take care of the family. To take care of their kids while they're at home, so we gave those opportunities. But now that um, COVID is slowing down, it's back to work, right? We get we got to get ourselves back to work and back into those offices. But no, uh, yeah, it, it's been an ever changing and never moving target for us. Yeah, we see that
1: a lot in our, our one stop centers today. The list of priorities for the job seeker has evolved and. Uh, salary used to always be the highest priority, and now it's not. As you said, now the the ability to work from home, flexibility to be mobile, uh, maybe built-in childcare, all these things are things that job seekers are asking about and, and, again, have elevated on their list of priorities when looking towards employment. So right. it is a uh, shifting labor market. Interesting. So uh, tell us also, I know, again, uh, it's been now a few months, but you – uh, after being a board member for, for a while, are, have now transitioned into a leadership role. Right. You've become the chair of our finance and budget committee. What is uh, How has that uh, transition been
0: going from, uh, again, uh, being a new board member to right. now being in, lead- in leadership? Uh, interesting. So um, you guys did a fantastic job onboarding my, myself, uh, being a board member. But as any organization, when you join, you need the time to learn. Uh, your role, your responsibilities of being a board member. Um, this this board is unique. When you think about, you have large, small businesses, you have government agencies, you have elected officials, you have higher education from K through 12, as well. Um, looking at workforce. So uh, it's been a interesting and, and great process for me to learn about those different needs in those different sectors. Um, being transition, <clears throat> excuse me, transitioning to a leadership role as a chair for the finance, um, I, I look at it and take it somewhat seriously. Um, there's opportunities to make sure when we have our board meetings that the public is heard and making sure we give that time. I also want to make sure that our board members um, on that committee are giving solid recommendations for the entire board. And so it's um, uh, it's unique and it's an honor as well to, to be able to be in that position. And I know that you uh, keep a close eye on things
1: because one of the first things we talked about when you came on board was uh, we were dealing with, if you will, not uh, we were dealing with issues on our budget where it was brought up to our attention by the state that we had we were authorized to spend 25% on our budget uh, of our budget on board operations right. and so you know uh, the The national average was around 15 to 20 at that time and we had conversations about that how do we how do we become more lean? How do we make sure that, that more of the resources actually make it to the one-stop centers to help small businesses and job mm-hmm. seekers? And I know you're happy now and most board members are happy because we were able to uh, make uh, efficiency gains to change structural things who so are now, We are under 15%, so under the national average, and that means that an additional 10% of our funds are being uh, directed to serve more people, more small businesses.
0: So I know as a... The budget committee was happy to hear that, and so was the entire board. Oh, yes, and that's a tribute to you and your staff being able you know, to take those ideas and, and going back and, and making them happen. So kudos to you and your staff on that. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. And so I know one of the things that we did
1: uh, a few months ago that was uh, fun and uh, very uh, educational for all of us was we traveled to D.C. Oh, right. to go to the National Association of Workforce Boards National Forum. Uh, annual forum. And so uh, last year we received the big award there. We were the one board out of 550 boards to win the Lori Moran award for aligning workforce and economic development in our region. Our partners were the, the are the Vegas chamber. And so uh, you went to DC and I know you got to meet your peers. You got to hear best practices. Why do you think that should be something that every board member should really set aside time to do? How, how was that trip and what you heard and saw beneficial for you as a board member?
0: Well, for, for me, I, I would say the ability to sit down with some of your board members and get them to, uh, get to know them better was uh, a, a great uh, part of what I'm doing now. Um, I've developed some friendships, not only friendship, but some partnerships that I'm looking to do um, with some of uh, the board members when we're looking at what we're doing for the community. On top of that, like you said, the going to this conference and being able to hear best practices across the nation, not only for government agencies, but um, best practices for businesses and how they respond and what they work for and their partnership with those local workforce connection boards are, are amazing. And so I was able to bring back a lot of information for myself and how can make America partner better in the community. So I, I thought it was just a fantastic uh, couple of days spent there. And then the ability to also meet with your elected officials and, and And talk and sit down and let them know what the needs are as we're moving forward and what we're doing locally to make that impact on the workforce.
1: Yeah, and and for us, the feedback was really positive from our D.C. delegation, our U.S. senators and our U.S. congressmen and women. They told us it was really um, inspiring for them to know that business members uh, like you and others traveled with us, spent the time to be there to go talk to them. Uh, They talk to their colleagues and they say there's some of their colleagues that had nobody show up from their from their region and state. So, again, I think we're doing um, uh, Southern Nevada proud by investing the time to go make sure that we are learning best practices from across the nation, but also uh, always connecting our work to those people
0: advocating for us in Washington, D.C. Right, right. And you have to give it to our elected officials, too, the, the ability that that they open up the doors for us to go to talk to them, too. I think uh, our delegation has is the most successful delegation you'll find in, in the country. So. And I remember when you
1: and I met, you were actually working for Congresswoman Dina Titus That's right. um, almost a decade ago. So That's right. We're um, kind of revealing our, our age here a little bit. A little bit, right. <laughs> But I, I left the, um, the probably one of the most important issues I wanted to talk to you about for the end, and it has to do with us as a local board. Mm-hmm. Really, um, we have a, a long history of improving our the access to our system for job seekers. But there's another side of the equation. Job seekers are our product or our supply, if you wanna say that. A ready worker is the supply product of our system, but the business is the demand side. They are really the ones that hire these ready workers. The business are the ones that need to tell us what they look for in a worker so that we can prepare that worker. And so uh, a few months ago, I think approaching a year now, we launched this new idea, of us as a system to partner with our state partners like Dieter Mm -hmm. and the Nevada Business and Industry, and of course, in this case, the Vegas Chamber and the Las Vegas Clark County Library District, to create one-stops for employers. And that's the concept of the V Business Hubs. you visited the two that we have now. One at the Vegas Chamber, which, by the way, is the only one of its kind in the nation, the only Chamber of Commerce to host a one-stop for employers, and then one at the beautiful Sahara West Library as well. And I know I've talked to you a little bit off the air that there's more coming, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to ask you, now that you've seen the investment of having physical places for small businesses to go and access all of the resources in, in the public workforce development system what do you why is that important first of all because you help small
0: businesses and what would you like to see from that model moving forward you got it so let's sit, sit back let's take this back a little bit and think about the opportunity for small businesses what they have at these one stop shops here, you have, they have the ability to go down, sit down, meet with somebody um, that works for Workforce Connections, and explain some of their needs, uh, their wants, and a, in a word ready workforce, and get an opportunity to hire somebody. Now, on top of that, they are they may have the ability to uh, have some financial assistance on paying from the state. To, to them to pay for that individual as they train for them. It's amazing. It's one of the best kept secrets uh, in this state that an opportunity for businesses to help them so they can take those funds and put them elsewhere to help them thrive. So it, it's an amazing concept that, um, and like I said, uh, best kept secret, but um, we have only have them in two locations, right? We have them at um, the West Sahara L- Library and then uh, the Vegas Chamber has one within their office. Um, as we were talking, um, We wanted to open up more and how could we do that? One of the thoughts that I shared with you, I think, couldn't the other chambers also have a virtual or uh, some type of uh, office space where their members could come and sit down? And just pick up the phone or bring up the computer and bring and set up an appointment with one of your um, associates there to talk about their needs as well. And they don't have to travel so far to the Vegas Chamber downtown or up on the west side, up to the west um Uh, sarah library so those are the things that i think uh, moving forward are are some of the opportunities that we have to to really open the doors for more businesses to assess uh, these opportunities and i love the idea um
1: well you heard it here first right (laughs) at the wc podcast before it's even happened but yeah we're going to cook up that idea and see how we make it a reality because again as you say in a time with limited resources limited people Uh, using, we've all learned to, about this virtual world. We all attend more meetings than we ever had, work later than we ever had with Zoom and all these things. And so we're going to look into how do we create these virtual access points, as you said, that won't take more people, it just take more technology to connect the people we already have in these hubs to any business that might need it, no matter where they're located geographically in our valley. Right. Yep. We're going to follow up on that. We will. Yes. We'll keep working on it. Probably on one of those days we're having ceviche somewhere, right? Together. That's (laughs) right. So we've reached the end of our 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 podcast, Dan. And again, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, You are again a blessing to the board with your how active you are and how passionate you are about the work. I'd like to ask you to maybe share some departing thoughts with our audience and. And then we'll get to the end of the podcast.
0: No problem. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I think as we look at workforce um, for the 21st century, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, We were hit one of the hardest during COVID, but have been bringing those numbers down with huge partnerships with the lvgea with uh, chambers um, latin chamber the vegas chambers and so uh, the work is going to move forward so i look forward to that and and hopefully we can bring some of our expertise to help with that as we move forward we look forward to that dan thank you for being here with us today thank you so that's it for today's
1: podcast we hope you join us in the future until next time stay safe